Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is part of the Kaju Kembo series. If you like what you see, please subscribe to support the show, and I really appreciate it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Check out the YouTube at Social Jello with Angelo. You can Google search it and hit subscribe. Alright, so we're live. Well, I guess we're not really live. Uh, I do record and edit, but we are live in the conversation here with Angie Abad Mancia. Mancia. I love. Mancia. I, I, I love to start off by butchering the guest's name to show how unprofessional I am as we get started. <laughs> we all do it, just nobody wants to admit to it. <laughs> well, like, my last name is. Uh, my last name is pronounced Ferrer. And oh. I don't expect anyone to ever do that. Without like <laughs> getting a tongue cramp or something, so like, I, just, I gotta let that go. <laughs> so again, Angie, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Um, I'm honored. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, off camera, this is part of the Kaja Kembo series. Uh, if you don't mind, for my guests, uh, would you mind just sharing? Even though, and I always say this to everyone who does Kaju Kembo, especially the, my Kaju Kembo Ohana, I always tell them, hey, I don't care about titles and I don't care about belts. But, uh -huh. but, <laughs> <laughs> some people do. And, <laughs> and no offense to those people that do. That's all good. Uh, but if you yeah. want to just share with my guests uh, your, your title and your, and your background in Kaju Kembo real quick. Um, I'm under the lineage of Alan Abad, my father, and my mother, Gurley Abad. Um, I'm an eighth degree black belt, um, under Kaju Kembo, and fifth degree under my dad, Hungar Kembo. Um, I've been training, I guess, since my mom was pregnant with us. <laughs> I'm the oldest, so there's four younger sisters, so she's been training forever, so, um, I guess I could say we started, or I started maybe four or five. Wow. wow. And then I didn't really get into it until, um, gosh, we've been when I took it seriously, um, that it might be something I want to do was when I became a black belt. Yeah, other than that, it was following mom and dad to the tournaments, the internationals, um, training with their students that they had. Um, it was it was it was a great experience being part of um, a big family, but even a bigger family when it came to the martial arts. And I guess, you know, again, uh, for some of my listeners that don't know and maybe you caught on like um, Angie's from a martial arts family, right? So some yes. people get into martial arts later in life, but it's a little bit of a different path when when you're the uh, when you're the child of a <laughs> of a grandmaster <laughs> and, and several world time champion. You know? <laughs> Things are a little everybody bit different. Goes, everybody gets to go home <laughs> and play, and no, we it, it was martial arts twenty four seven. I mean. When they say a life of a martial artist, it truly was a life of a martial artist. We were very um, 
disciplined, well-mannered. Um, you know, we did get into trouble. I mean, that's how we all learn to be good girls. <laughs> <laughs> good martial artists, you know. But it's it's the yin yang, right? It's the, it's the yin yang. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you said um, you did start at a very young age, and yeah. um, and you you started working. You you know obviously training every day from the age of four, and and then you ended up getting your black belt. You uh, and you mentioned like that's when I started taking it seriously. Is when I got my black belt. How did that uh, what what do you mean by like you started taking it seriously? Like what what kind of goals did you start putting? Did you start? What kind of things did you start thinking about after you got that black belt? Um, well, the story behind that is, um, you know, training with mom and dad every day and being around um, all their students and their student, they great students, you know. And I was like, I'm not good like them, and and I wasn't as, um, um, uh, what is that word I'm looking for? confident you know it was kind of like i'm skinny i'm <laughs> i've long hair i don't they, they just look good they were they had the strength in them and i didn't have that when i was younger and so um we did shows and stuff like that but it was my first tournament and i think i was maybe 10 11 and it was a, a ted tabura tournament in laughlin and i entered it i was a purple belt was it purple maybe orange orange or purple and my dad watched me and I just I freaked I literally freaked out um, and I lost and it was a good learning experience at that age for me and I said to myself I will never enter another tournament until I reach my black belt and so I didn't I didn't enter a tournament um, my dad was like you can do this and I'm like no I don't want to <laughs> I'll train but I'm not gonna enter another tournament but I knew then that I wasn't going to um, enter another one until I hit a black belt. Because to me, hitting a black belt meant that I went through the journey of becoming more confident, more um, uh, more into more, what is that? Um, what word? Dedicated into what I wanted to do when it came to the martial arts. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, your teenage years, you're like, no, forget it. But we continued to train. And then I got my black belt when I was 24. Wow. 24. And then literally right from there, maybe two weeks after I got my black belt, I entered my first um, competition and I took first. And that, that was nervousness. Courage, <laughs> confidence, <laughs> my fear, literally, my fear turned into courage. And I think that's, it was, I, I knew that's where I wanted to be. It gave me a sense of, I can do this, scared shitless, but I did it, you know? <laughs> I got in the middle of the floor and they all looked at me crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you know, being able to harness that, that energy, that nervous adrenaline, dump is a, is a really big is a really big uh challenge and tool at the same time yes uh, when you, as a martial artist and um yeah and you also answered a question that i ask a lot of people is when did you decide to get your black belt everybody has a different story is 
when and why they made that decision. So I'm really glad yeah. that, that you shared that with people because a lot of people, you know, some people do it. Some people do martial arts for different reasons. And, yeah. And uh, they never really go for the black belt or, the, you know, or the, they're yeah. just getting time for the black belt and they don't know what kind of responsibility that comes with that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, there was, I, I, it wasn't really until I get, it was, you know, when I get my black belt, but it wasn't not even when I was in my teens and twenties, I really didn't think I was going to get my black belt. You know, it was, I had, a, you know, my first son and it was kind of like, I don't know, do I really want to do this? But I knew I had to prove to my dad. And so that was coming in and training and helping out and at least trying to be consistent in my later teens, you know, <laughs> I really had approved it. In. And it was, yeah, I was on my second child when I had my, um, when I got my, my first black belt. And so you came from, um, you were explaining a little bit about your dad, and how, how he influenced you a little bit on your path and, you kind of took a, I don't know, I'm, I'm sensing you took like a, a break for a little while there, right? A little bit. Yes, yes. Kind of get yourself grounded and you came back again. Yes. And I know from looking at your dad's uh, personal path, it seems like, I'm always telling people this, how Kaju Kembo, since we're not really set, that we have our basic styles that we train in, which is very free formatted. We're not really restricted by it. By anything, by anything. anything yeah, yeah. Um, and because of that, a Kajukembo martial artist will look every year. They'll look different from the way they did the year before, and not in a not in a bad way, in a good way. Like they're evolving; they're constantly evolving. Yes. So, yes. like in that time that you took a break and you came back, how did you did you did you see any of these changes? Like when you left and you came back, was was it all relatively the same, or did you feel like was there anything new that came up? Or? You mean with my dad? As far as like the or style and the style and what, itself, oh wondering. gosh, it's um with my dad. He he, I mean, he kind of prepared us for a change or the the evolution of Kajukembo. He was one to be, you know, even um, Sijo Emperado um, encouraged my mom and dad. You know, yes, this is Kajukembo, but you know, you guys do really good in wushu and kung fu. You know, go for that. You know, that's your style. And he really encouraged my mom and dad to um, incorporate everything that they have. And um, so with Kajikembo growing, we knew it was going to grow. We knew it was going to evolve. But I think what's changed now is the attitude of Kajikembo. I mean, I remember back then when Kajikembo was, it was solid. It was a solid base. It was you knew who was who and the background they came from and what they stood for as not just as the the worldwide Kajikembo family, but even as the the branches of Kajikembo families. They were all solid. They you know, nowadays it's everybody wants to pick a leaf off of somebody and just, you know, make a big basket of leaves. You know, and then you're gonna throw it out the damn door because no one's like <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I love God. You know, that's my, that's, that's a passion, you know, like I would come 
between like me and my sister Dolly. She's she, dad. She was with dad more of when the soft style and the, the Kung Fu came out. And, um, and she was with my dad more on that. And I was with more of my mom and dad when the, the hardness of Kachi Kempo from back in the day. But we blend. We blend very well together. And it's hard to see nowadays Kaji Kempo blending when everyone's saying kind of, well, I'm from so-and-so and I'm from so-and-so and, you know, we're this and we're that and we teach like this. That's great. But that doesn't mean anybody's better than anybody else. We're supposed to come from the same root. So why don't we build this tree and, and make it just last forever in a good way? You know, ex you know, respect your roots. Yeah. Which means respect the elders, you know, <laughs> Just respect where you came from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, mean, I, I, I always I, I stay as far away from any politics from the style. And all styles have them. Like, I'm not I'm not criticizing oh, yeah. particularly because you can, yeah. like, I, as you know, I cross train. So I also train with uh, with, with the uh, Gracie Barrow Jiu Jitsu School out here in Japan. But, nice. Um, but like what I see, what I learned is politics are politics. And they're they're yeah. everywhere. Even even the Gracie yeah. Bar people have their drama with with that stuff. So like what I always say is like what I like to remind like I've been training uh there's one other guy in Japan that trains in Kajukambo. He comes from the Gaylord method. Oh nice. And he's out in the Okayama area. He's a few hours away from me. It's like saying the distance between San Diego and LA. Mm -hmm. So like we cross train and I'll go over there and do seminars and stuff. And one of the things we were talking about was like you know, out here in Japan, we are the only two Kajukembo instructors that are, I mean, maybe there's another one that we haven't talked to yet, but and mm -hmm. if, you, if you're listening to this, please contact us. We would love to talk <laughs> to you and bring you in. <laughs> yeah. But um, as far as we know, we're the only two there that have schools open and, and are teaching uh, and avidly marketing for that. But yeah. um, something I'm always telling them is in Japan, nobody knows what Kajukembo is. Outside of Japan, unfortunately, many people still don't know what Kaju Kembo is. So, like, it's always mm. it always trips me out when I if I see inner politics of people arguing of what the real or unreal or best um, style yeah. Kembo is. Because I always say, like, I, I always go back and I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I was listening to an interview with uh, with Bruce Lee's daughter Sharon. I think it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, and she Kaju Kimbo came up in that interview, mm -hmm. and then she said, she, her quote unquote, she said nobody knows what Kaju Kimbo is, and that's what she said. She said my dad made martial arts famous, and she was kind of upset that the Kaju Kimbo people on the documentary were talking about how they're the original MMA, and I was kind of like really reminded right then and there, I'm like you know what. That's, I mean, it kind of hurts, <laughs> it hurts to hear that, <laughs> it really hurts and it makes it, me kind of angry and stuff, but I'm like, yeah. if I put that emotion to the side, she's right, she, nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're hurt by it, or you feel like some kind of negativity, then because it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, there's, granted, if you know, you got you Kempo, what, 1947? 1947, that's right. You know? But you had all these other styles way before then, and we have to be—we have to remember Kaji Campbell came from five different styles that were already established. You 
<laughs> so, again, I love my Gaji Kimball, but be real. That's what makes us solid, yeah. is being real. We are stronger when we are real. Yeah, yeah. And then every every style that is in Kaji Kembo will more so um, be, uh, you know, if we're perpetuating all the different styles in one Kaji Kembo style, then if we do it right, they will come and even recognize Kaji Kembo as, you know what, they were able to bring it all together as one. Let's support that. You know, it's, it's, there's a bigger picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there really is. There really so, is. and again, that's from my mom and dad, you know, and they're very into, you know, there's a bigger picture to everything. And when you're young, you don't, you don't hear it. But when you, you continue to listen, you go back into the conversations and the little words that they say, and you're like, oh, okay, it took me this long to realize it, it is bigger than, than, what what we are making it the yeah. five the five founders really had a, a bigger vision but didn't have the what do you call it, the tools or the knowledge of how to do that you know to to make it as solid as they wanted in what they envisioned envisioned at their time you know because God, if they had the tools right now that we have, it, it would have been, it, it would be even greater than yeah. people from other styles would be like, yes, I do know Kachi Kumbo. Yeah. And I've that, heard of Kachi Kumbo. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's kind of like, again, if, if you're a, a Kachi Kumbo instructor or even just a student, that's kind of, and you take it and you have it and you've taken this seriously that. I feel, yeah. I feel, that's my opinion. <laughs> Remember, this is all of our opinions. <laughs> this is my opinion. Nothing's written in stone here. <laughs> I feel it's kind of your responsibility to share that with the people around you. Because Kaju Kemba will never be known by everyone if you keep it a secret to yourself. Yeah. So like, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great art to share. You know, it's it's Ohana based. What's stronger than Ohana? Yeah. You know. So kind of coming back to your story here, how uh, kind of and talking about how things have evolved. How did how did your style evolve from there? So you, you came back, you started training harder. You said you've always been more of focusing on. You've always been really more focused on the harder styles, the harder side of Kaiju Kambo. And uh, as times passed. How has, how has your style changed and how have you kind of integrated that into your program? Um, oh, you mean with the Abad Mancia martial arts? <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can, we can, we can jump to that point or how, however you want to do it. <laughs> oh, I don't think, I don't, I don't think my style. That's a good question. I mean, uh, I'd have to think about that one. Well, I don't think I. I still I still do the same forms as what my dad taught me. Um, I think being a woman and the experiences that I have gone through um, has shaped the way I teach the forms now. Um, because now it's 
it's not just doing a form. It, it literally comes from a self-defense background of real life situations. So it's more of a flow, more of an attack, more of a, uh, I'm not sure. I, I think we're still, I think I'm still the same with our style. Just more of a life experience behind it and teaching it is just more, it's, it's easier for me to teach our students where I'm coming from when it comes to the Kaji Kimball forms or the self-defense or the techniques or the weapons. And one of the things that, uh, that I, uh, I was really emphasized on the times that I've worked with, uh, with you and your family, when you were doing your forms, you, mm -hmm. uh, all of you would really emphasize on the idea that we weren't just doing fancy dance <laughs> yeah. movements, uh, conjuring fireballs or anything like that. I know some people nowadays. Yeah, I'm just laughing because I do that too. Come off that. That looked like a very pretty dance to me. <laughs> right. So, you know? and if you could yeah. kind of explain to some of my listeners how how that philosophy works, right? The idea, the difference between doing your form as a fancy dance movement and doing your form to prepare yourself for combat. What is the intent? What is your intent behind your form? What are, what does your form mean to you? I mean, whether, I mean, it, even as, you know, they're, they're small kids and you're teaching it, you know, you're trying to get out what, what you went through, uh, went through in life, our form, I don't know how, it was my mom, actually. My mom was the one to, she always called it like the finesse of it. What is your finesse? And we didn't realize, what does she mean by finesse? Because dad was very technical. But mom was more, she was more the finesse of it. It's like everybody can hit hard, punch hard, and, and kick hard. But everybody can do that. And that's what she would say. Everybody can kick and punch, but what is the intent behind it? What is, why are you doing it? What does it mean? So we would go through the forms. What are you blocking? Why are you blocking? Who are you blocking? You know, who are you protecting? So that's how they would teach us. And I think that's, that brought us to a point to where we're not going to dance anymore. And you have Sifu Yibrao also, you know, always telling us, <laughs> Oh, you guys look like pretty ballerinas. <laughs> I thought you're martial artists. So, you know, we were very, there was no beating around the bush. And I think that's why it was really good for us that even till today, we don't beat around the bush. It's, that takes too much time. Say it like it is. If you're going to change it, change it. If you're not, then that's your fault, you know? So it's kind of like that. <laughs> Know, quit being the ballerina, quit dancing, and you know what is what is your intent? Why are you doing your form? What makes your form different from another form? And that's something that's that has always been only that one person can do it. Because when I do it, my son looks completely different from me. You know, and so we, me, Jason, and Kamaka can do the for, the same Kaji Kimbo form. But it it looks and feels different, and that's that's 
for each person's own experience in life. And that's how we we realize not to dance and be ballerinas. <laughs> not to say that there's anything wrong with ballerinas and dancers, because they work their asses off. They do. Don't get me wrong. They, they do. But yeah. we are in the martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The intent, the intent is different. The intent is different. Yes. Now, kind of looking at at that and time time going by. Mm-hmm. You started going, you started, uh, <clears throat> you got your school going, you, mm-hmm. you got your black belt, you had your child, you continued to evolve as time passed by. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did, uh, how did your dad's, so obviously, at this point, when you, I guess, when did you start running, I know, I know you've been teaching for a very long time. When did you start running your own school? Um, funny story behind that one too. <laughs> oh, good, good. I, I like stories. I know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> and and really, only my husband and really close friends know this. You know, um, and even my sister. But after my dad passed, I wasn't going to ever teach again. You know, it was after Kamaka was born, you know, and when dad was around and he'd teach Kamaka. And, you know, Kamaka was small. When, Kamaka was three when he passed. So, but he'd see Kamaka and it was, you could tell, you know, you knew, you knew Kamaka was going to be in the martial arts, but after dad passed away I could I couldn't teach Kamaka I wasn't going to I wasn't going to open a school it, it didn't even I was like okay it's done because it hurt it hurt too much it reminded me too much and then I met my husband and um we moved uh from Hawaii back to California and um he started to teach Kamaka because my husband's from another style. He's also a pot in another style, uh, Mancia Brothers, Kokubo. And um, I s- would watch him teach Kamaka. And even, you know, Jason also took Kamaka to one of his martial arts brothers, uh, Sensei Mila Kudanis. And I'd watch, I'd literally sit there and just watch them as just the mom. And one day, I decided to put Nikki on in my black belt. And we went into our garage and I told Kamaka to come inside. And I taught him just a very simple form, not even a Kaji Kempo form, just blocks and kicks. And um, he, I said, okay, do it for mommy. And then he said, um, my name is Kamaka, Kamaka Okalani Abad Mansia. My instructor is Grandmaster Alan Abad. And the way he said it in his cute little baby voice, I knew then that I could, I had to be part of his martial arts journey. And so that's when Jason and I decided that we would go ahead and unite our styles as one and start teaching. Sorry, I got off. Um, <laughs> I'm emotional. I'm trying to keep it up. It's okay. I, I got um. You got you got me too. Um, got <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, it wasn't in the books. I wasn't going to do it. but Because Kamaka said his Papa Allen's name. It was okay. I, it's a sign for me to be part of my son's martial arts journey. You know? And when he got his first orange belt, he took his belt to his Papa Allen's picture and put it in front of it and bowed to it and said, thank you. And we never turned back. <laughs> yeah. But, wow. And that's how it all began. Yeah, that's how we started our school. Wow. That's how we started. Well, wow, that's... I really want to thank you for sharing that. I think that's really important for... I mean, if you're comfortable with it, I think it's really important for my listeners and, and other people to hear that, that story because I, I really think that can really help other people in their journeys as well yeah well thank you thank you for letting me share i mean i didn't think it was all going to come out but this is heart-to-heart dialogue and it's supposed to (laughs) (laughs) well thanks again yeah that's that's um i'm just happy you you shared that with with us thank you so looking back at how that started you 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 know you, you decided to start getting back into it moving forward what followed that? Where, where did you start your school? And uh, what were some challenges that you faced when getting started? Well, we actually started in our first um, house in the garage. Um, we started with actually people that we, well, my sisters, sons, and Kamaka, and then some of the people we knew back in the day who had children. Um, and that went on for about a year, and then we did. We made another move, um, and started teaching in our. We live in a duplex, and it was only a one-car garage, so we decided, okay, well, that's okay. Let's just do what we have to do, and that came like 10, 12 students, and the challenges were there was no room. <laughs> <laughs> We were out, literally, the, our driveway is kind of big, so we'd be on the cement. We'd train in the, in the sun, in the rain. Um, we had no mats. I mean, talk about ground up. Yeah, they were doing push-ups on the cement. Yeah. We got all the kukai feet kind. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're a woman and you wanted nice feet, good luck training with us. <laughs> You have to invest but, into a good pair of socks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was good fun. They learned, I mean, break falls and rolling, um, scratches. But the way, I guess the way we taught and then the way the kids received us and even the parents were like, yep, that's how it's supposed to be done, you know. And it wasn't babying or anything. It was... If you're in a real fight, they're not going to say, let's move to a mat, you know, well, let's move to the grass so you don't get hurt. No, it it might be anywhere. So that's kind of what we already put in their heads. So they're like, okay, 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 we we can handle it, you know, (laughs) especially most of our teaching and the way we teach now is because we train Kamaka and we, he's this boy, man, he, he tells you how it is and you got to not be offended, you know? You know, we, we work. <laughs> but yeah, our challenges were, it was the weather, not having enough room. 
um, when it was really hot, it was like you could only go for 10 minutes and then take an ice break and 10 minutes more. So, of course, training would be longer. But we, we really have a solid, we started a, a good solid foundation from our one car garage. Um, and then from there, we just decided, well, you know, let's put our training out there. And we just decided to go to, you know, start entering tournaments again. And that's when like everything really opened up mine and Jason's eyes I was like, wow, the tournament scene is way different from back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, and then from there, I mean, ev our parents kept asking, are you guys gonna open a dojo? And we're just like, well, you know, we're not, it wasn't that we're not ready. It was, we just, I, I guess we got, comfortable you know and our number one thing was we just want to start a solid foundation that was our biggest thing you know we want to make sure our us teaching was solid being husband and wife you know the, the things that could happen behind closed doors you know yeah. <laughs> well being married coming from different styles you know <laughs> and trying to teach <laughs> so that was a a, a real struggle a real good struggle you know my husband and i um matured together you know this is we realize it's not just his style it's just not my style it's our style and you know we tell our students you guys are really lucky because you're going to get a certificate from his style a certificate from my style and then a third certificate from the abad mancia because we literally teach our own styles to, you know, it, we don't mesh it. It's taught. I don't know how we do it. <laughs> I can't even explain <laughs> how, how we do it. But when you watch our students, it, it's like a flower blooming, like, wow, look at that. You know? So yeah, it, it's all started from our one car garage. And it's, I remember when was it? it was so cold. We had scarves and um, beanies. <laughs> Tennis shoes, big jackets, fighting. We had the hand gear. <laughs> it was, it was so cool. But we we continued to train. It was our, it was the dedication of it, and we were cracking up. Um, but yeah, we wanted to build a, a solid foundation first, and then I think we got the um, we got the nerve, or actually not even the nerve. My husband was like, okay, babe, I want to get to school. Hey, good. Find it. If you don't find it by this time, then don't even talk to me about it for the next year. You know, wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of talking about getting to school, and that's all we do is talk, talk, talk. And um, I gave him a timeline. I said, if you don't find a place by this time, you wait till next year and ask me about it. So he did. He found it. He asked me to go look at it, and now we have our studio. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Again, from the ground up, you know, it's it, it it all came from the foundation we built our our um, our parents, our students. They they literally put in their heart and soul into building this studio because it wasn't just us who wanted it; they wanted it, and that's what made it even more special to us. And 
and the conviction and determination that yes, we're going to do this, not just for us. It, it, it's not just for us. It's this is for our our students and our parents, and they just they love it. They love walking in, going, "Yes, we have a dojo," <laughs> and they're so happy for us. And it's just like they make us more happy, and we work harder when we're happy. So <laughs> that's awesome. Though. It kind of feeds off each other. <laughs> yes, and that's what that's what we love, you know. And anybody who comes in and they're like, "Wow, this is this is like uh, what do they call um, like you guys are so so." tight and and worry about everybody and it, it is you know we my parents they might have left the island but the way they raised us never left the island you know um hawaii is a place where you worry about the children and you worry about the kapunas the elders you know and us in between are supposed to take care of the children and the kapunas you know and that's out of appreciation and and love and so that's how that's what we do that's what we try to keep together and never never sway from it no matter what that's awesome really encapsulating like that 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 <laughs> I, I feel like again that's that's part of the the difference between kajukembo and some of the other martial arts out there is that the roots come from hawaii and that ohana feeling that's yep that's that's the difference. That's that comes up. It came up in a in one of the interviews I had with uh, I forget if it's Grandmaster or Professor, but uh, I'll just say Mistress Stellar to avoid a wrong title here. But <laughs> but um but yeah, he mentioned the same thing that he picked mm -hmm. up a few he picked up a few MMA guys from the gyms not because you know the programs that they were in weren't good, but they were just missing that ohana. Like they were just mm -hmm. going in there and. We were learning how to fight, but that was it, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, and I think that's mm -hmm. that's really important. Mm -hmm. Switching gears just a little bit here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what do you think about? And this is something I've been asking a lot of the Kajukembo instructors. What do you think about MMA, the emerging MMA fans, MMA and martial arts, and Kajukembo? What do you think? about this new scene it's not relatively new but i want to say that right now especially in the u.s it's mm -hmm. become uh it's it's it is kind of like uh, what's the word i'm looking for it's become very popular i guess we'll, we'll start with we'll, we'll say that what, what do you think about that how do you think that's helped or not helped from your perspective like how what have you seen as far as the changes and the kind of people that come into this that you train the kind of people that you talk to how how is that how is MMA becoming popular affected you in particular or your school? Um, well, we've done both. You know, we've we've had um, a student we helped train the student to go into the amateur MMA. Um, I I don't think it's affected us at all. You know, I mean, I don't know about other schools or um, other Kajikumba schools, but if it has, I would think it's made it um, more of a, um, oh God, what is that word? Um, I can't think of a word. 
For us, I think for me and, and Jason, it, it was actually a positive thing because it was more of a um, intensity of an M uh, having somebody wanting to do MMA. You know, is that sense of urgency to um, get your skills, whatever you learned in the martial arts, whatever you learned from us. Um, if you want to go into the MMA, then you got to learn how to to use all of it. You know, it's a mixed martial arts. That's what MMA is. And if you're going to train, if you started in um, a traditional martial arts, then you're going to have to learn to incorporate all what, the street fighting, the urgency of of not getting your ass kicked, really. Yeah. Um, you know, like we have Amp Legacy, which is Abad Mancia and Poe. And Poe comes from my cousin, uh, Sansan and Miranda. And they were our fight coaches. And the intensity they brought, which was really good, you know, added, actually added even to our, our traditional was to find it in your in your own heart or being like how can i make this work <laughs> how am i going to make it work it was a sense of urgency that's the difference but it complements each other you know mma doesn't realize if you take a good if you come from a good traditionalist i mean all you need is now that intensity and that that eagerness and that determination and the quickness you know if you're going to come from boxing my goodness you know that that's some quick hands but it's still a, another type of martial arts so i think if anything mma is a is a good thing that happened for everybody that's awesome, that's awesome. yeah cool well thank you very much for for, for for answering that question some people hesitate to answer it and they have different takes but um yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah i think i think it's really important to to get the martial arts community to think about a little more how like the the differences and how they can complement and what what to work yeah. with and they have that kind of thing and yeah. um and again it was I, fun I, don't get me wrong it was a lot of fun because man i got a lot of bruises just trying to grapple <laughs> you know and then a lot of kicks and shin oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> pads on okay not kidding <laughs> but it, 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 it yeah for us it it it, it really helped it complements both you have to have both i think you i think you have to have both because it's different energies it really is different energies and whatever positive energy you can get out of it by all means get it <laughs> and my cousin uh Sasha and miranda wow their energy and and their passion and their passion for mma so we have, I have my passion of the Kajikembo. Jason has his passion of his Kakubo. And then my cousin's passion of MMA fighting. You know, it's like, put all those together. And we're like, yeah, we're amped. <laughs> you know, and that's how, that's how Amp Legacy got born. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's and it just so sense. happened it was Abad, Nancy, Apo. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it was, it was, a, it's a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It really was. Like, you know, I can't say anything. Uh, yeah, I think any martial arts is, is fun if you have the heart to open up it and learn.
That's really cool. Yeah. So we're kind of getting close to our wrap up here, but before we yeah. do, my last uh, my last question. Well, actually, no, I lied. There's gonna be two more questions. <laughs> Let me catch myself here. I guess the first of the two last questions. Uh, what are your goals for for your Kajukembo and, and your school? Uh, what are your What are your goals for the future? What do you want? What do you What, what do you want to see happen? That's a great question. Um, I'd like us to be solid in our foundation. I'd like us to grow as a community. Um, I really, I really, actually, I really haven't thought about the future because everything changes in a day. You know, so for me, it's making a daily, um, my goals are daily for the future. And that is continuing to do what we do and making our students stronger as individuals. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have a, a far along future because it, minds are day by day. Because anything changes, you know, we, everyone's goal is as a studio, they want them, you know, we want to have more students and, you know, we, we want the same thing too, but I think it's more of, of what are we going to make a difference on a daily basis? And that's going to be the outcome of our future. Yeah, that's actually pretty solid. Because I mean, no, I know, no, it is. I, I know, not to sound like, not to sound like, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. That's not cheesy or anything. But, yeah, but, I know. <laughs> I what are you trying to say? <laughs> you're just saying that because you know me. You know? <laughs> that's not yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, the, the whole concept, the concept is saying that you're going to take this day by day to fulfill, to try to, you have, you have a goal or you have a, a mindset of where you want things to go, but you're yeah. more focused on, on how you are going to make this happen every day. Every day. That, that is more solid than saying, I want, some people are very quick to say, oh, well, I want to have, I don't know, I want to have my first fighter in the UFC or whatever. They'll have yeah. Solid, solid sounding goal. But then they actually don't have a plan on how they're going to make that happen, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if, it, if you are going to make something happen, it does have to happen in the day-to-day. -day. That's where it does day -day, happen. Yeah. That's that's where you yeah. have the most control in your life. So yes. Yeah. So, in like, in, in my opinion, again, I always describe that. <laughs> that's a very solid answer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, like, looking at my husband, like, yeah, that's a great question. Man. I've got to ask you. Well, just tell the truth. Okay, let me tell you the truth. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> So my last question, for real this time, my last. That was okay. I, I promised you two more questions, and I let you go back to, to what you got to do. My, um, you know, like a lot of people are right now wanting to start doing martial arts, and I ask this to everyone from all kinds of backgrounds. Um, they want to get into martial arts, and they don't know where to start. What's your recommendation to someone who knows nothing about martial arts, but they want to start training? But they just don't know how to get started or where to, where, where to get started. And a lot of people 
come from all parts of the world. Some people have access to some people have access to a lot of different styles. Some people have access to nothing. What is your what is your advice for these kind of people that want to start martial arts? Just don't know where to start. Um, know your why. Know your why on why you want to start martial arts. That's the biggest thing because <clears throat> there are different reasons. You know, oh, I want to start martial arts because I want to get stronger. I want to learn how to defend myself. But know your true your true why do you want to start it? Because if you find it, if they find a school, find a school that they'll ask you why. What what is the real we, real reason why you want to start? And let them know martial arts isn't just a high by kind of thing. It, it is a commitment, and your why has to be pretty solid to make that commitment in your life. All right. Well, you heard it here. <laughs> know your why. Know your why. You can, so, there's a lot of different ways to to answer that, but definitely knowing why you're doing something is very yeah. important. Yeah, it is. That's a long commitment to make. Yeah, it's not. It's not a sport. I, I say that, a, there's a sport element to it, but once yeah. the sport's done, you can you can only do if you're yeah. fighting if you're fighting in a cage. You can only do that for so many for years. So long. Eventually. Yeah. Even and those can, people have to find their why. So. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez, my, and you, if you really look at all the martial artists, if they started young, they're still doing it in their 90s. And their why is, it makes me, even if it's as little as, it makes me feel young. It makes me, it makes my soul feel stronger. That's a strong why. And so they continue. That's the commitment they made in their life. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lifetime thing. It's a lifetime thing. It's a lifetime thing. That's, that's, that's good. That's a very that's very good for them to know. So if you're listening, <laughs> remember that. If you if you didn't have a why, you already got started. No, realize what you got got yourself into. <laughs> well, Angie, thank you again so much for being on the show. Um, before I end anything, uh, do you have? Any contact information you want to let my listeners know where your school is or how to contact your school? Oh, sure. Um, we are, what is our website? It is www.amp-legacy.com. Cool. Um, and that's our website. Or you can contact us at amplegacy310, or 310, I'm sorry, at gmail.com. Um, we're on Facebook under Abad Mancia Martial Arts, um, um, Instagram, Abad Mancia Martial Arts, or, or no, was it Amp Legacy? Yeah. Instagram, Amp Legacy, um, yeah, that, <laughs> we're here in Torrance, California. <laughs> All right, so if you're in the Torrance area. Yeah, Torrance area. You're in the Torrance area. There you go. There's, there's a place you can check out. Well, Angie, thanks again for sharing your story with me and taking your time to interview. My pleasure. You are an awesome host, and thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a good talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I'm, I'm just really glad. I'm happy we finally got to get this together. To my, yes, me too. To my listeners, stay tuned for the wrap up. Thanks again for checking out the show. This is the wrap up. 
I mentioned earlier, if you want to support the show, just hit subscribe on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, you're listening to this through the many internet radio stations that support our show. Thank you very much. Jump on YouTube, hit subscribe in five, four, three, two. Okay, well, nothing's really going to happen. But yeah, if you can subscribe, I really appreciate it. That's really going to help me out. Also, if you want to support the show, you can jump on iTunes and write a review. Hopefully, it's a good one. (laughs) All right, I'll catch you all later. Bye.